This is Turner Mining Live, where we give you a behind-the-scenes look at how we're innovating to change the game and grow a business in an ancient but still booming industry. What's up, guys? Uh, Keaton Turner here, back at the podcast again. So pumped to be back. On my right, I've got Thomas Hahn. What's up, everybody? The guy that keeps me out of trouble. Um, <laughs> across from me, I've got Patton, Patton hey. Dyster. He's actually yeah. been keeping me out of trouble yeah, lately. I was yeah. say, that's been t- Patton's job. And to my left, uh, I've got Goliath. <laughs> uh, <laughs> across go. from me is David, and to my left is Goliath. So, uh, Blaine, welcome. This is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So tell everybody who you are, what you do here. How long you been here? Give okay. us a two-minute rundown of who the heck is Blaine Larson. Blaine Larson. Blaine Larson's Director of Operations for Turner Mining Group. Yes, he oh, That's is. got a good ring to it. Oh, yeah. I love that. Good stuff. <laughs> so I've been with Turner Mining Group approximately a year, and I, you know, it's it's I've been in the industry 38 years, 39 years That's now. That's longer than I've been alive. Yep. <laughs> by, by several years. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the last year has been awesome. It's been very exciting for me. It's a, it's a new flavor to life. In the end of construction yeah. saga. Yeah, that's awesome. Excitement. It's, it's good stuff. I, lo- it's cool. I love everything you've done. I, I, there's several things, and I'll talk a little bit about you and your personality and all that throughout <laughs> the podcast, but my favorite thing about you is your personality. Yeah. And... There are people that step on site, and you know these people. There are people that step on site, and everybody kind of cringes or shies away or puts their head down and walks away from the pickup truck. I don't think that's the case when you walk on site. I hope not. <laughs> people smile. You know, there might be that one guy that you've got a bone to pick with, and you're a pretty big dude, so maybe he's got his head down. But I think when you walk on site, People are excited to see your face. They're excited to see your smile. You've always got a good vibe. Um, it's been a blast watching what you've done over the last year, and I can't wait to watch more. But yeah, tons to get into. A lot of fun stories. We talked a little bit last night at dinner, a couple stories, and we're going to get into some of them. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But, but what in the world is it like to do this for 38 years? I mean, I, I, seriously, I, I know it sounds funny, I've been alive for 33. I don't remember the first seven or eight of them, honestly. When did you act? What year did you start in the industry? I started in the industry 83. 83. That's, that's 83. When, that's late 83. Did they have electricity? <laughs> <laughs> they did have electricity. Now, we did not have lasers. No ah. GPS. No, absolutely no GPS, but there was no lasers. When you put pipe in, you had batter boards. And I, I mean, we're talking about ancient stick on each side, offsets to the middle, hold a string line. Okay. 20 foot offset, measure 20 feet, hold your string line, 20 feet down, plumb bob down the center line of pipe. I just can't imagine. Yeah. it's. And you said last night you had a job where you were even running cable machinery right a cable dozer or something cable dozers yeah back in the day i didn't run a lot of them a lot of the folks that taught me how to run stuff hydraulics were there they're like dude i i grew up on a cable rig now we're talking about guys that were digging underneath water mains with a cable rig it's nuts it's it, it was to me too because the dude i was i was a guy in the ditch having to hand dig underneath that water main sewer main well, and so it's not crazy to think later in my lifetime, there will be equipment that does all that with nobody touching anything on the machine, right? It just does it. Yeah. There's nobody in the cab, you know, because if you think about going from cable to hydraulics to now, you know, semi-autonomous or, you know, even fully autonomous machines, uh, it's a huge jump in technology, but it's over the span of 40, 50, 60 years, 70 years. It's a long time. There's a lot of changes, a lot of changes. Just like we said, from batter boards to lasers. They brought the lasers in. It's like, dude, what's this thing? Well, it shoots a beam. I'm like, okay, what, what's that good for? <laughs> and they're like, well, you know, your eye level, blah, blah, blah. It's like, boy, this is a cool tool. This laser is a cool tool. So 
you get through that and then the GPS, you're like, really? Automatic tracking systems? So I yeah. was actually involved with one of the first automatic tracking stations in the valley of Salt Lake City. Huh. And it was like, holy smokes, this is like so cool. Like the blade does this stuff by itself. Yeah, machine yeah. control. Yeah. Yeah, machine control. And then you had the you had to set up your theodolite automatic tracking. Yeah. Because when you get into certain areas, the GPS doesn't work and automatic tracking's actually a little closer than the GPS. But hmm. yeah, it was like, dude, this is like this is like neat stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of tools that have technology that have come a long long ways well we it's it's fun this one's fun for me this podcast because we've got both ends of the spectrum we we have Patton, who you're 23 right correct 22 yep. 23 or longer 23 and i've known Patton since you were like 17 yep uh he's evolved as a human quite a bit in, <laughs> in five years i take yeah. some credit um <laughs> but he's 23 you've been doing this almost twice as long as he's been alive so uh, he's also five feet tall and you're nine feet tall. So <laughs> inches matter on that number. <laughs> There's a picture on, on, uh, online, uh, of you guys together, shoulder to shoulder. Well, shoulder to waistline. Uh, and I, I titled it David and Goliath. I got a ton of laughs out of that, but I think, you know, it's, it's going to be fun to talk about, um, because I, I really want to bridge the gap. Most of the folks that listen to this, I would say, are younger. I don't know. Our, our demographic's probably... probably sub-35. Yeah. yeah. So, so most of them are younger. Uh, one of the things, Blaine, that you have is a ton of experience that I think... And I've always I've talked about this in the past. One of my goals in my career is trying to figure out how do we get all the good things that you have in your head, all the lessons you've learned, the experience you've got, and translate that to the younger guys yeah. right we were just talking yeah. about one of our young guys in nashville uh, right. who's a young up-and-coming guy you know how do we get how do we get some of you know all the, all the lessons that you've got into his head yeah. right and we've added some other you know i wouldn't i wouldn't even say older guys to the management team but people that have got a lot more experience than maybe some of our guys in years past yeah. it's a real challenge going from where you sit and having a conversation in the dirt with a guy uh, that maybe has a little bit of an ego, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, yep. "Oh, this." There's a comment, and and maybe you can relate the story. One of our one of our guys on site, older guy, uh, Dane had been doing this. How long has Dane been doing this? Oh, he's probably close to. 30, 35 years. Yeah. He had some young kids say, well, this is the Turner way. This is how we do it. Moving dirt in a dozer or something. Yeah, right, right, right. right, what, right. Was Dana's, what was Dana's response? Yeah. So Dana's like, dude, yeah, Turner mining, this is the way Turner mining. He goes, this is the new Turner mining. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new Turner mining. Because he's probably honestly forgotten more than some of these young guys. No, yeah. And he's, these young guys are passionate, right? I'm not yeah. dogging on young guys. No. I love the passion. A lot of them are talented, but you also got to have the willingness to learn. Exactly. You, you're spot on. These guys are, they know how to operate. Yeah. They are good dozer operators. They are good backhoe operators. They just need help moving dirt. How to move it. Logistics of moving yeah. dirt. Yeah, so... We are all maybe a little bit illiterate because we're dirt movers, but you know, <laughs> there is that. a science to moving dirt, Absolutely. believe it or not. It's yeah. an art form. Yeah. There's an art to it. Especially the people that are the best at it. Yeah. It's like watching an artist. And if these young, if these young guys. You almost to, said punks. Yeah, <laughs> close, but I held back. <laughs> they will, these guys, these guys that, that are working at Turner Mining Group now. The Turner Mining Group has went the extra mile to get them on board. They will teach their, their they want to teach each and every one of these young guys how to get there. Yeah. The biggest, the biggest challenge for young guys this day and age is patience. Uh, we've done whole podcasts on patience before. Patience. Yep. Dude, 38 years of experience. I learned a little bit in the first five years little bit but i took every step i wanted to learn every avenue were you patient dirt. when you were young 
when you were like Patton's age? Because I got a story on him in a second. <laughs> I was very patient. I I did not want to be the guy. I did not want to be the foreman. The company I work for, they asked me several times, we want you to be a foreman. I'm like, dude, I don't know enough to be a foreman. Ah. I want to learn how to lay pipe. I want to learn how to shoot grade. I want to learn how to read plans. I want to know how to operate that backhoe, that track loader, that dozer. Once I get there, that loader, I will be your boss. Yeah. They're like, dude, we don't have time. I says, well, I, it, I don't feel comfortable being that guy. They're like, well, we'll pay another dollar an hour. He says, well, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another dollar an hour. Yeah, but there, there's a there's an awareness there, right? There's an awareness of the totality and scope of of that role, right? Responsibility. responsibility that comes with yeah. that role. Right. I love that story. Yeah, and and so eventually you got to make the leap, but you weren't making the leap in a naive way. You even knew where your shortcomings were before you even took the jump. Right. right. How old were you when you got when you were the first boss, whether that's a foreman or superintendent or whatever the case when i was the first foreman have the site on site pickup blah 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 you're Mm -hmm. in charge of these guys i was 23 okay okay i was very very young i started when i was 19 i was very very hungry at 19 like turner mining group the company i worked for was very small very young yeah they were they were probably a little further along, but they were growing rapidly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They needed for, and obviously they're like, dude, you got to be high. I'm like, no, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Well, they no. were probably back then searching for young leaders the same way every company today is searching for young leaders. Right? Yes. Yes. You're exactly right. So they're looking, you're spot on. They're looking for the dude that wants to read the drawings, mm-hmm. wants to shoot the grade, wants to learn everything about it. And nothing was handed to anybody. You had yeah. to earn it, right? And yeah. it, you just have to be patient. We had to be patient with it. So how long from then, you're 23, you're foreman, how long from then to your next promotion? Well, I, I don't know. If, is that superintendent? Was that What was that after? Yeah, that was superintendent. So when you to be the strong guy that you want to be for a company, yeah. Now, if you're in civil, you have to know how to backfill properly. You have to know how to excavate. You have to do piping. You have to do some concrete work. So there's a lot to learn. And the first part of my life, five years, I was in the dirt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I want to learn superintendent. I want to learn pipe. I want to learn pipe. So I, I laid pipe for five years. I mean, I laid, I did 108-inch pipe into the Des Moines River, concrete pipe. I Tied it right in. When we were done, it was below the top of the pipe was below the river. I there's just a lot of things that I learned. Very fortunate to learn. Yeah. And after I learned all that, probably ten years into it, and I was a foreman on most of that stuff. Probably around eighty nine, ninety, maybe. So seven years. Yeah. So you definitely have paid so, your dues. So in, into your 30s. Into my early 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's After late. that, I want to map out your yeah. career path because yeah. you were with the same company for, what, 40 years? Yep. 30 38 years. Yep. So worked around the, the Minneapolis, Des Moines area, blah, blah, blah. Went out to Utah. Worked as a foreman underneath some folks. Uh, mid-90s, started running. All all mining, all mining from all civil up until 90. Now I'm into mining. We're into mining out in Utah, right? So we're mining. We're running the whole mountain. You're at Kennecott? Yeah, at Kennecott. Things are going good. We, uh. Is this before or after the dozer was on the high wall? This is before. This is before. Okay. So I'm running jobs. Now we're getting work in Green River. Well, we're starting to expand off the mountain, right? So I'm in, they go, oh, we need a guy up there. Well, it was a water treatment plant, right? Water treatment. So we were, I run that superintendent, did all the dirt, underground pipe, did the mechanical on the inside, which is another, <laughs> I, it's, not, it, it's trickier, but it's just things you got to learn, right? Um, from there, we went, we went to downtown Salt Lake. Digging a hole 40 feet deep. 
putting in a parking garage. I mean, two blocks away from the temple. Oh, boy. Yeah. A lot of eyeballs on you. A lot of eyeballs on us down there. So superintendent there. Had a great project manager. So how old were you then, superintendent? Oh, that was... uh, Foreman at 23. Probably... Superintendent again, then foreman again. Yeah. I suppose I was superintendent at 33, maybe. Yeah. You know, early 30s. And uh, running small jobs. Did some work up on the Snake River. We talked about that last night. Yeah. Yeah. Never bid a job on the Snake River. Snake River's tough, dude. (laughs) Be careful. (laughs) Seen a lot of bad things happen on the Snake. But uh, from there, we we did ski resorts in Park City, a couple of $20 million projects, and, and, and good stuff. Great. Working in the mountains is... It's no different. A three to one in the mountains, a two to one in the mountains is the same thing as a two to one in Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. It's no steeper. Yeah. Challenge is you get a flatlander out there and he sees the mountains and yeah. they get nervous. I was looking around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're flatlanders, Patton. Yeah, he's staring right at me in that comment. <laughs> but it's no different. It, people freak out. Yeah. And that's the only thing I can explain to them. That two to one's no different in Indiana than it is. Colorado or Utah, that's yeah. no different. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious, when did you start taking on the big jobs, right? Your hundred-plus million-dollar operations where you're the guy, you've um, got a team of people obviously supporting, but... That happened about eh, probably 2010, so about... Okay. Yeah, so so how old are you then? 13, 14 years ago. So I was... About 45. So you start yeah. at 19. Yep. yep. Four be- years, then. Yep, you become foreman, and yes. then at 45, you're running the big job. So I guess all of that to say, my real question is, what is a young guy that's, that's 20, 23, 25, if you had to go do it all over, and I know you said patience earlier, but how does a young guy transition from maybe they're an operator and they're talented and, or maybe they're a foreman. How do they transition from that to now where you're at in your career where you're, you know, I, I don't want to say a glorified office guy because you're never in the office. Right. You, can't, <laughs> you can't stand to be in the office. Right. But you're traveling around helping other people, right? You're going to sites. You're helping people see, helping superintendents and project managers see the things that, you know, you've kind of lived through, um, whether that's a, you know, it could be a safety thing. It could be a billing thing. We've talked about invoicing today right. while you're here, the things that we need to go chase down. How do you make that transition over that length of time? What do you tell a young kid? Cause your son's doing this now, right? Yep, like, yep. Ty's doing it. What, yeah. What's the advice you give to even your son or somebody that's in your son's spot to make the transition over those years? The big, the key, the I'll, I'll just be honest. The key is dealing with people and, and having a positive attitude. Oh, that's killer! <laughs> if you're the dude that's out there and you care about the people you're working around, and if you bring a positive attitude and you're suggesting things to your foreman, your superintendent, whatever level you're at, superintendent to a construction manager to a project manager and bringing positive things to the table, you will go far. It will help you tremendously. Yeah, that's that's great. Because yeah. we talk about problems, but I, I can't stand the people that bring up problems and don't have a solution or an idea for a solution on the backside. Right. They just bring up the problem. Right. They sit it in your lap like, you know, we all know those kind of people. It's always problems, never right. solutions. I think uh, from what I've learned, and I've, again, been doing this half as long as you've been alive, uh, or you've been doing this twice or two or three times right. as long as I've been alive, how, how do you pair the, the, the passion that you have and the patience that you have yeah. along with the attitude? Because to me, it really takes all three of those things. And it does. It does. Patience is, patience is hard. It's hard for all of us. I mean, it's, that's the challenge for the young guys today. It is, it is, it's, it's not only in the 
construction industry, it's it's as a whole, people have to be patient, and I don't think people are as patient as they were. I mean, if you got out, I, let's be honest, if we got out of line when I was 20 years old, dude, yeah, it didn't feel good from all the old <laughs> operators, right? <laughs> but the transition for the people coming up is it's the positive attitude now. I'll be honest, I learned a lot of I learned a lot of mistakes, right? You're talking about problems. I went through them. Yep. I went through them. I'm like, dude, cuz you start thinking, you have to think things through 3 and 4 and 5 things past. Yes. The task you're having. What's going to happen next? If I do this, what happens? If I do that, what happens then? Then what happens? Yeah. Now, you can create a lot of problems in your mind doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Keaton, you had the perfect answer is one thing it took me a long time to learn because I was the first one when I was young, 20s. Oh, I got a problem. Oh, dude, good. Okay, how are you going to fix that? My superintendent said, like, well, okay. I didn't Fine. think about the solution. Yeah. I just I just thought of a problem. Yeah, exactly. So the key is is to find that solution. Anybody coming up, if you got a problem, great. Bring the solution as part of the package. Or at least an idea, yeah. right? I There's there's been a ton of folks, young folks, uh, that are up-and-comers, right? They're young leaders. We've already identified them. They can identify a problem. Even if they can come up with an idea for a solution, might not be the right one. They might not have considered all the right, you know, scenarios, whatever the case be. But if, as long as they can come up with an idea, that at least tells me, hey, they can proactively think about solutions over time they'll learn enough lessons their solutions will start or their ideas will start to become real solutions yes eventually right Patton. right i i want to shift to you because patience um never heard you talking about this (laughs) not once oh it's fun it's fun and and i go hard at Patton, so this is going to be a lot of fun there we go we talked at the beginning of the year and Patton Patton goes what's your uh, what's your new year's resolution and I'm like, well, I don't really do that, but uh, I, I pick a word. I typically pick a word. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, I said, I've got a word for you this year. Do you remember what the word was? What was it? You told me just breathe. I remember it was my, my caption. Just breathe. Mm-hmm. That is the word, just breathe. And that's my way of basically telling the guy to be patient. He owns two houses. He's 23 again. Again, he's 23. Like a house and a quarter. Okay, <laughs> Two well, houses. Replaced two, two houses. A bass boat. Uh, you know, he's on, on Friday nights out mowing yards and working in the office on the weekends. And and, and the most passionate um, young leader I really know, honestly, I'm not saying this to, you know, boost your ego any bigger than it needs to be. Keep going. That's <laughs> work. The thing that I think most people that are talented that, that I would identify as young leaders struggle the most with is is patience. Yeah. And they eat themselves alive. And we, you and I have talked a lot about this. Yeah, plenty. You eat yourself alive. At 11 o'clock at night, you're laying in bed. What am, what, you know, where's my career going? We all make a joke here in the office. <laughs> Patton's the guy that will come to like a barbecue or, or a bonfire on Friday night and sit down and look you straight in the eyes and go, well, that, that's great. What's your five-year plan, though? Hey, right. There's not enough people to have that figured out. It's a global issue. Yeah, it's a global issue. Oh, I, I would say it is, but I think there is a very fine line between being uh, passionate, being assertive and aggressive, but also deploying patience because you can't, like what everything you just ran us through, Blaine, you can't go be the guy without learning a lot of hard lessons over the course of several years. I I was telling you guys right before this, I posted a picture of one of our challenging projects online up in Montana. And, uh, you know, it got me thinking, because that project's been challenging the last two years, just logistically. It's in the middle of nowhere, right? right? Last year, I think the project got a bad rap. And and maybe there were some employees that were scared to go up there because of what they'd heard and so on and so forth. right. The best lessons I've learned in my career are from the hardest projects or the hardest people to deal with. Right, right. And we've all dealt with hard people. Patton, you spent a summer out in California. Oh, 
Uh, this was was this your first summer here? It was my first summer. Yeah, so I was promised all this amazing, great. What was it? Coast to coast company and you know cutting edge. Well, come to find out what that actually meant was the first project was Arizona and it wrapped up, and the other one was in Virginia. Yeah, and so coast to coast. <laughs> coast, to coast. Um, so I go out there, and a few months in, I had to give up my bed because we uh, the crew ran out of space. And this so is in now, California. This is in California. And I, yeah, it was like, we talked about it on a Wednesday and by Friday morning, I had packed up all my stuff and I'm driving out there. But, um, I was in the spare bedroom of one of our guys houses living with his family and his dog and all this stuff. And I'm sleeping on an air mattress. Amazing time. (laughs) Loved it. Would never do it again. But I think the lesson is, and I and I knew this would be the case because it's the same project I spent a lot of my early years. We'd been on this same site for, I don't know, t- ten or so years, and uh, um, I had spent some of my early years out there, and it's a difficult project, right? It's in California. You learn a lot of lessons doing business in California. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and they're not all fun lessons. Very few of them are actually very fun, but you learn a ton of lessons on a hard project like that. Right. I think a lot of our young guys, my hope is this project out in Montana, people are learning lessons. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. there's a lot of good young talent out there. There's right? a lot of good young talent. Very good young talent. And there's uh, there's four or five different crews working at the same time on different, you know, you got a pipe crew, you got a, a backfill or a compaction crew, whatever, you know, we're building MSE walls and just all right. kinds of things happening. Right. Taste as a 20. Uh, something year old tasting a lot of those different things um, as opposed to being on a job where you're just doing dig and dump every day, right? Monotonous work. You're not going to get exposed anywhere near the level of challenge. And I, it's one of the things I told Pat and I said, um, one of the lessons I've learned is the harder, the hardest conversations you can have earlier in life, whether you got to fire a buddy uh, or you have to, um, you know, fire some some high level guy that took you forever to try to find and, put, and bring in the company, or you got to talk to someone that their performance isn't uh, what it should be. You got to go to a client and say, "Hey, we're upside down on this line item. I need help." You know, the right. harder conversations you can have earlier in your career, I think, just prepare you so well for conversations later. And it does. And a lot of times you fail at that conversation yes. when you're young. I believe me, I said a lot of stupid shit when I was young. <laughs> no, I don't believe that. I <laughs> <laughs> believe me. No, you learn. The, the, the key to success is learning from your mistakes because yeah. we're all going to have them. Yeah. I, I don't care how. I, I have mistakes today. Yeah. I, I, you just have to learn from them and move on. I, I just can't stress that enough. So how do you deal – one of the cha- – talking about challenges, one of the challenges I've, I've faced, the hardest challenge, especially in the last year and a half, as we've added more legit people to this team, and they're all phenomenal people, so don't take this comment the wrong way. The more legit people you bring on a team or put on a crew, the more egos you now have to deal with. And I've got the biggest one, so I'm not, it's not the pot calling the kettle black. I'm very aware of mine. How have you learned over your years to deal with an ego? The and challenging egos specifically. Challenging egos, they're tough. You have to understand a couple of things that I put in my own mind is I'm on the same team as this gal or guy. Yep. We're all on the same team. I need to respect that individual. I need to understand his responsibilities. I need to understand what I'm here to do. Once you come to grips with that, which understand what you're there to do, stay in your lane, things are going to be okay for you. And it's hard. We are human. We do have egos. I Don't get me wrong. Ten years ago, I had the worst ego there probably ever was. <laughs> There wasn't anybody who was going to tell me nothing. Really? I can't see that, knowing you now. I just, <laughs> you could ask a few people. They I saw a picture you. yesterday of just, Blaine. Well, I don't know how long ago it was. Liz was showing and you in a red tank top and jean shorts. 
I'll tell you what, seeing that, I bet nobody could could have told that guy anything. No chance. Dude, I was a stud back then. Yeah. Yes. You couldn't tell me. I, I knew everything. Right. I Don't try and tell me because I already knew it. Yeah. So what changed? How did you? I, I, who knows, right? You just go through life. And I was, a, I was, well, that was, I think that picture, I was in Florida in 1983, first job. Dude, I went from North Dakota where it's, 35 40 below to orlando florida all winter i mean this was like the cat's meow i worked my butt off i was just happy to be there yeah so so but but seriously i mean you 10 years ago is not that long you know in almost 40 year career how do you change from having a big ego and being the guy that's no one can tell you anything because we have those people Oh, at yeah. the site level, we you know every oh, yeah. every company has those people. Oh, yeah. How do you change from that to now? Because I think now, when I think of a list of people I would put on my wall with an ego, I don't even know that you'd make the list. You probably got one, but I, it doesn't come out in conversation. In as, my opinion, as you, uh, I, it just comes with maturity, experience. When you've dealt with all this yourself and amongst coworkers, you understand that it, it is what we are. We're, we're, we're humans. We're ego. We just have egos. You have to learn how to calm them down. It's, you know, it's like, I have to work with you, right? I got to work with you. I'm going to, th- I'm going to do what I can because this is all going to work out. I want this all to work out for all of us, right? Yeah. And and you just have to come to grips with that dude's trying to do his job. He has a responsibility. Now, he's maybe he's getting his ego up. Sorry for that, but he's trying his best to get it done and, and stand his ground and make it happen or her ground, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. And I understood to my – to myself that if this thing's all going to work together and it didn't matter if it was a, if it was a $150 million job or a life sucks when you have to go to work and, and, and you have all these, these people that are, you're just nipping at each other with their egos, right? It makes the day go by very, very long. Yep. Mm-hmm. It takes the fun out of work. Yep. And it took me a long time to learn that. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I had an ego at some point in time. And once you have the time to reflect that and look back on it, you're like, dude, there's an easier way. (laughs) I don't need to tell these dudes that I'm the boss. I'm going to help them. They're going to respect me as a boss just because I'm helping them. Yeah. You're there as a support person. Yeah. I'm not there to be the dude, right? Oh, I'm... I'm the dude. Well, I, I never really cared. I, I want to help you. If we help each other on these, I mean, it's a lot of stress. You start running a $150 million project down the middle of Salt Lake, well, right by the office, 114 South. Yep. A lot of cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of houses. Yeah. And if you want to go to work, and I, I didn't want my people to feel that way because I didn't want them thinking that I was egotistically. I, mm-hmm. I just didn't. Yeah. I wanted them to all feel like a team. People start reacting goofy when, when I, what I learned is when I was egotistic, people start acting goofy around me, saying stuff that you know, just stupid stuff, right? Yeah. And it, and it took a while, but once you learn that, and I still to this day, I probably got a little, it's hard to shake all the ego out of you. Yeah. I've found that at least just being aware of it is half the battle, right? right? Because there's some people that have one that aren't even aware that they have one, right? right? And if you're at least aware, you can, and Patton's, you know, he's probably going to wink at me, whatever. Like, if, because, you know, I have one, I'm aware of it. But if you're at least aware of it, you can start to put people around you that can say, hey, dude, you're actually way off base here, right? Like, right. I, I just got out of a meeting earlier where I said the two things I am I am really bad at are legal issues and HR issues, right? You don't want me, because I would be the guy that gets sued over something stupid that I did or said because I'm a normal guy, and I'm like, no, just, just fire the person. Who cares about X, Y, Z, right? Right. And so 
you got to have people around you. Uh, Patton told me last week, he's like, no, we actually, from an HR perspective, cannot do that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really care. Yeah, what your comment was, well, we'll agree to disagree. I'm like, Keaton, it is federal law. We're not going to disagree over this. But there's people that don't have support roles around them, right? They, right. They're not aware of the yeah. ego. They're not aware that they could be wrong on something. Which, which is rare for me that I'm wrong on something. But, <laughs> yeah, as it happened in the last five minutes, I agree. No, no. So, I mean, it's, it's, um, I think it's, it's really good to hear this, this story because what I'm hearing is it takes a lot of reps and a lot of scar tissue that builds up over years to be able to do what you've done and let things roll off your back and not take it so seriously every single day whether it's your ego or a project's not going well, you've, you've had to have been involved in projects that don't go well. Oh yeah. 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 There's many, many projects. I, I don't know. If, Tell I, us about the dozer. Cause the, I, we talked dozer, about this last night. That, that project actually was, it was a tough job. It was up, uh, Provo Canyon and, and uh, Utah. And we, we had things going on, and it was it was a challenging job, very challenging. And uh, we were cutting benches for the putting in rock bolts, blah blah blah. And had night shift going every night, a couple of years, and had a had a foreman there, and I kind of understood him a little bit. He, you know, you get to know your guys. He's one of them guys that you know you'll tell him, and yeah, 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 and then you leave, and it's like. They forgot everything that you told them. <laughs> okay. So have we had any of those guys here? None. No, not yet. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, it doesn't nothing. matter what company you work with or who, yes. which company you are. We are, they're all the same. Yes. Uh, people are the same. Yes. And there's a lot of great people and there's a lot of folks that are great people that like to do their own thing. So we had to cut the bench. There's a D10 there. The bench is about 12 feet wide, maybe 13 feet wide with a berm on it. It's probably 100 feet in the air from the highway. And I and I left that, and I met him up there, talked to him a little bit, this foreman. I said, dude, whatever you do, do not use the D10. That's parked right there. This is what they call foreshadowing. Something like that. I'm uh, like, don't do it. Wow, why? And I go, it, you can't. It, the logistics of it doesn't work. There's that 330. You're going to cut the bench down five feet. Just take the dirt, flip it over. It's going to go faster. Because the 330 is a lot narrower, right? Blah, blah, blah. The, the blade of the D10 was wider than the bench. <laughs> I mean, really. So I said, okay, he got it. Yeah, okay. I go home, go to bed, 2.30 in the morning. Ah, uh, Blaine, yep, no, not really. <laughs> What's going on? He says, well, we got a problem. <laughs> problem up here. I go, really? What's up? The D10's ready to fall off the slope and fall down onto the highway. I'm like, dude, did you, like, not hear what I told you at 5.30 before I left? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. The operator talked me into using the 10 instead of the 3.30 and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, let me get this straight. I told you point blank, don't do it. The <laughs> operator now is running the job for you. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Oh, man. And uh, he goes, yeah, well, you know. And I go, okay, let me talk to the other dude, the mechanic. I go, what do you think? He said, this thing's moving, like, slowly. Gravity's pulling this thing down to the highway. Oh, my gosh. What do you think? Was we, the highway live? I mean, was there, was there traffic? Yeah, there was barrier, but, you know, D10 going down on Jersey barrier <laughs> yeah. probably oh. didn't matter. Yeah, it's going to roll over the barrier. <laughs> it's going to roll over the barrier. So I'm like, dude, uh, what do you think? We'll just put this thing in reverse, and we'll just yammer down. I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Because they had proceeded to tell me that there was about – Half of the track on the downhill side that did not have dirt underneath of it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, dude, just don't do nothing. As Keaton pours another glass here, <laughs> I guess that's what, I've got to have more Weller to get through there. This is stressing me out. 
So I, I, I says, you know, we had a couple of big, we had a 375 and a, and a 350, I think. Maybe it was a new 340. Nah, probably 350. So this thing was, there was no way to get to it other than one side and the other. You couldn't walk down on the highway to get on there. Luckily, we had a back on each end. Although 375, it was probably a mile away. 375 excavator. Excavator. So I said, dude, just start walking to 375. I know the 345's there. So I'll start driving up. So I gather my shit and put my boots on, get in the pickup, go up there. Yep. D10's there. It's ready to fall. (laughs) (laughs) Excavator's on the way. I can see it walking down. It wasn't quite there yet. And uh, so we grouped up and took a look at it and. We got a plan. We put the plan together. Dig out on the high side so we can grab it and just kind of flop this thing in so that gravity's, you know, it's your friend or it's your enemy. Get it so it's even so all the weight's not, the gravity's not trying to pull it down. So we got that handled. and So we're ready. The thing's level. We're ready to walk this thing onto dirt where every square inch of track is on dirt. So just kind of, you've dug behind it. Yeah. And you're going to... Yep. Pull it backwards. Yep. We've we, we've dug alongside of it because it, it was on like a, maybe a, not a 45, but a whatever, 30 degree angle. And so we dug out on the upper side so we could grab onto it with both backhoes and just kind of move it into the hole that we just dug, which would level the machine out. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we had to back it up. So once we got it level, I'm like, all right. Who put the dozer here? <laughs> and I looked at everybody, and everybody's like, oh. And I go, dude, I know who put the dozer here. Get up in it, and we will help you off. I ain't getting in that dozer. <laughs> like, dude, you're the guy that put us in this. You know, this is this is what it is. He's not, I ain't getting in that dozer. And I go, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to get in that dozer because I need to get home and get to bed. And I want the one backhoe, you you hold the ripper and the front guy hold the dozer. And I'm going to back this thing onto the dirt. And if either one of you guys let me go, if I live, I will come up and I will hunt you down and I will kill you. <laughs> uh, if you live after you fall, they, they, they both die. Yep, they will die. Thank uh, God everything went good. I mean it. And you recovered it. We recovered it. It was. And you're six, six. You could have killed them both. No problem. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. But you learn a lot going through that, right? You do. It makes a funny story. It's not funny. It makes a good story. It right? It's a sp- suspenseful story. But you learn a ton going through those things. Yes. Hopefully the young foreman. Well, actually, he's working for. Uh, Michael's drilling up here somewhere. Are there a, a shaft drilling outfit? Michael's or something? Okay. He's, he's the president of that outfit today. Wow. Yeah. But it's just lessons learned. When You know, if, if you have an experienced guy telling you something, take it for granted. Yeah. The dude knows what he's talking about. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the lesson learned. Hopefully that, that dude le- learned that lesson. Well, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it also, uh, we talked last night. Um, every accident that happens, right? And every company has accidents, right? We we had a, a haul truck, and again, we're not going to link the picture because I don't want the picture out into the stratosphere. Great but, picture. Uh, yeah. You know, getting the phone call, <laughs> hey, we turned a truck over, uh, articulated truck. The bed, you know, the bed rolled over. Okay, right. let's let's recover it, flip mm-hmm. it back over. It's like, well, no, actually, none of the tires are touching the ground. <laughs> How that actually happens, and it, it it happens. I mean, we have an image of the cab upright with no tires on the ground. You saw the picture. Yeah, I've seen it, dude. You wouldn't believe it. You I... wouldn't believe how this truck gets in this position. But you learn so much from, and, and guys that are on site when those things happen, yeah. as a young manager or a young safety person or even, even the guy involved in the incident, you never forget that. You give those trucks or that dozer, that D10 on the highway, you give it so much more respect after that than yeah. you did before that. Oh, yeah. You, you remember, it was in our early days on the East Coast, and a site that won't be named, but it was one of the first days there, and we step on, cruise there, ready to go, and towards the end of the shift, 
a truck sinks in the cut. And so we had an operations manager on site. I try I mean, to forget most there. of those days. <laughs> truck sinks in the cut. Water's way high on all these sites. We send the dozer in after it. Dozer sinks. Excavator, you can kind of guess what happens here. And it was just ended up being this giant sunk pile of iron, and the crew stayed basically all night until the start of the next morning shift, getting everything out. We didn't get it stuck again. Yeah, never wow, got it stuck crazy. again. Learn a lesson. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. 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 There's there and again I go back to it takes a lot of reps for a young guy. And I, I can't tell you how many nights I have walked into my house, kicked the dog, slapped the wife, <laughs> and uh and not 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 literally, but felt like it because you just get beat up and you learn the lessons. Yeah. And you go back the next day and you're like, Okay, uh, that was a terrible day. I don't want to have that happen again. You don't realize it till years later how much those days, those challenging, difficult days, actually helped shape you into somebody that actually knows what the heck they're talking about, right? Yep, it's a it's a crazy thing. You have to. Things are a little different now. Not a lot. You still have people, and we still have great people, but you have to take a whipping yeah. from your boss. And learn from it. Yeah. It's hard, the for, key is hard learning. for kids to do these days. Yes, the key is learning. You have to learn from it. There's many beatings I got from the people I worked with. And they were good. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't bad beatings, but I needed it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I needed it. When you come to grips that you need some help, I dug in deeper. Yeah. But how are we supposed to do that? This is a challenge for you because you've, you've got young guys out in the field. How are we supposed to you know, give them a lashing. And these aren't like physical lashings. So the Karens that are reporting us to the agencies, it's, these are, you know, these are, um, uh, like hard conversations with young guys about, Hey, you screwed this up. How are you supposed to do that? When a lot of the times their parents have never had a hard conversation with them. Right. Right. And I'm being serious. I'm not just jumping on the bandwagon of eighth place trophies and all these things. Like some of these kids have never been told they weren't the best thing ever. Right. Right. It's a challenge. It's a huge challenge. It's a huge challenge. There, there are guys out there that you can talk to in a, in a fashion like we used to Mm -hmm. old school. Uh Oh, Mm -hmm. you're doing air quotes. Yep. (laughs) Old school. (laughs) And, there's guys out there that they take it and they will come up and apologize and they will be thankful the next day. They're not yeah. going to show that that day, yeah. but they will think about it and go, dude, this guy can help me. Yeah. And again, when you come to grips with that, that, you know, I'm going to take some help. I'm going to learn from this dude. If you, if you're growing up in life and you're that young kid that Keaton's talking about, and you're hungry, and this is what you have, dude. You ought to you ought to take anything you can from anybody. I don't care if it's that labor. I used to tell the guys that guy's shoveling. He's the smartest son of a gun here. Yep. And they go why? Because he's shoveling with he's shoveling dirt with a shovel. He has to think about what he's going to do with that shovel full of dirt. You guys in the back, oh shit! You guys could screw up, and you could fix it in the middle of thirty seconds. Yeah. Yep. That guy's shoveling that dirt. He's going to figure out a smart way to do it because it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? every, every shovel full has got to be efficient. Yeah. yeah. You might want to take some notes from him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's, it's so true. And, you know, I think it's a fatal flaw when, especially young folks these days, it's a fatal flaw when they're not willing to receive hard feedback. Yeah. When they can't have a hard conversation and they can't, accept the lesson or accept the verbal lashing i think it's a fatal flaw and we've seen we've seen some young guys have that issue it is and it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to move on with life if you're not capable and 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 want to take them lashings with the understanding you're going to learn from them yeah if you take the stand that everybody screwed up they're just a bunch of dummies chewing my butt yeah that's the way life's going to be for the next 30 or 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it, it's up to the individual. What do you want? Yeah. I liked your comment about being able to learn from anybody because 
you're right. There, there are people who want to learn and then there are people who do not want to learn from anybody. And no matter what situation you put that person in, they're still going to have that problem. Right. Right. So you're a year in here, uh, a little more than a year in. What, what do you think so far? I mean, this is the first podcast you've ever been on, so that's a first. We can cross this one <laughs> Ding, off. Dang, we had list. to get to the word podcast. We started at, what was it, webcast? Well, no, wait, yeah. wait, wait, what are we doing? Dude, is this like a webcast? Or We're what? live. No, We're live. Pod, pod, yeah. Podcast, podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's a local radio show. <laughs> yeah, right? We do this on the side. Right. Uh, so we can cross podcasts off yep. your bucket list. Big check. Um, yep. I, my hope yep. is your wife listens to it and loves you even more. For your personality shining through here on the <laughs> yes. airways. Yes. What I do you think hope. a year in? Are we crazy? Yeah, these guys are a little crazy, this Turner Mining Group. <laughs> Somebody asked me this the other day, and and uh, I said, you know, it's actually exciting. I like working for Turner Mining Group. One of the biggest things I find exciting is all these guys are I'll be honest. They're like, I, I, the kids, right? They're 30, 32. Mm-hmm. My son's 30. Mm-hmm. My daughter's 26. I like feeling young. Uh-huh. Okay. So I enjoy working for Turner Mining Group. It so makes so me- red tank top and jean shorts. <laughs> We're going to get that for him. For I don't know. There you go. 1985. He doesn't forget very much. Yeah. Let's be honest. Uh, we can make you feel young. <laughs> I love it. It, 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 it. it gives me a new a new flavor of life, right? I, I'm going to retire in five, six, seven years. Keaton tell, tells me 20. And yeah, I go, 20, no, and 20. he goes, well, maybe 10. I, go, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. But, yeah, I I thoroughly, thoroughly am excited and, and love working for Turner Mining Group. It gives me a fresh energy. Well, That's I think, cool. um, and, and you can speak to this better than I could, but I think you've got some phenomenal guys that you deal with every day. Right, like yeah. smart people that I mean, shoot, I learn from some of them every day. I sit on some of these calls, and I'm just sitting quietly in the background. But we've got some really smart people that make it fun, right? They're not only are they smart, and not only are they good at their job, but they're also really good people. Oh yeah, which I think is so critical. We've had smart people that are good at their job that aren't always the best person yeah. right? Uh, or maybe the ego's, you know, out of control or whatever, the, or whatever the case may be. But I think having the combo of being smart, really good at your job and an awesome person, mm-hmm. you can't beat that combo. No, no, it's, it's a good thing. And, and we've got a lot of them. I mean, I spent a lot of time with uh, Scott before he went down to mineral park and awesome dude dude we 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 come kind of out of the same cut of pie you know I, I like, is that cherry or apple yeah or no it's it's some good stuff <laughs> i'm like dude what are you doing let's go down so we, i there's this little this little joint in salt lake it's called the ice house and we'll have to go sometime i've never been killer brats now this thing this thing is like the the darkest you walk into this downtown bar and it's dark and all the bottles are behind the deal and and we went there for lunch, and, and I and I think Liz and Sarah might have come with us. Should we get them to advertise? Since we're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. So we go in there, and Scott's like, dude, this is awesome. I go, you like this place, Scott? He says, I like finding the dirtiest <laughs> bar in town. That's where I'm going to belly up. Scott's a dive bar guy. Yeah, yeah he yeah. loves that. And I'm like, dude, that's... that's great. That's what I like, too. I like hitting them old dive bars. That's It's just a lot of fun. And unfortunately, I, I've been busy and haven't been able to go down and go into Scott's bar with him down Mineral Park, but we'll get there. Yeah. I love we got to go hit your staple. Alley staple. Bar. Yeah, huh? you've moved off the mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got away from the tap. I love the tap. Don't get me wrong. It's all the micro. You know, I, I told you last night we're walking to the alley bar. We didn't, we didn't go in the alley <laughs> bar. We went to a different place. I can't tell you how many times I've sat down at the tap and some, my guest is like, yeah, I'll just take a Miller Lite. Like, yeah, we don't have Miller Lite. <laughs> All right, just give me a bud then. That's fine. No, we don't have that. Yeah. We've got Waggle Dance. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Bionic all, Dragon. Yeah, yeah, it's all micro-brews. That's fine. But I, 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 uh, we have transitioned our spending to a local dive bar. Well, we're not drinking on the tap here. We're at the local dive bar. Alley Bar. Um, 
So Alibar, if you want to sponsor the show. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Daily. Like, well, we just have too many show. bad memories at the tap. A lot, uh, of bad. A lot, lot going on up there. A lot of yeah. terminations done at the tap. Yeah. yeah. Unofficial oh conference room. Yeah. yeah, unofficial. Yeah. No, this has been fun. I mean, I, I, like I said at the beginning, I think your, um, your personality, uh, I don't get any ego out of you. So I'm, I love that it was a 10 year ago thing. Yeah. We do need to make him feel younger with a red tank top and some jean shorts. <laughs> Sorry, wait a minute. I want to probably have Liz work on that for you. But, I mean, I, I, I think what you've talked about and help getting younger guys, because I'm so passionate about younger guys, right? I had a mentor in the industry. Uh, he was an artist at Moving Dirt. My uncle, you know, you could watch him go on site and he could orchestrate things, right? Right, right. But there is a big... Uh, there's a big shift that has to happen in guys that are his generation. You and him are cut from the same cloth. Getting it into guys like Patton's head or Daniel at you know down in Tennessee right. or, or young guys out in Montana. You know we it is such a challenge to get young people to not only be patient, right? A lot of them have passion already in them, so I won't even talk mm-hmm. about that one. Mm-hmm. They got to be patient, but managing personalities and dealing with you know, when, when things go wrong on site or your project's not hitting budget or your equipment's broke down or you just had four people quit, yeah. stuff that we deal with every single day. These are normal things. Right. It right. takes a lot of reps and it, you have to build a lot of scar tissue that's not fun in the, in, you know, in the day, in the time. Right. It takes a lot of that to get where you're sitting and be able to jump on site and help you know, help people. Right. Right. And it's a great, it, 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 it's a great feeling. I like it to help people. Yeah. Scott Fenn, he likes helping young folks. Jared Baker, he loves helping young people. Dana Nelson, they're in the position where, you know, and Jared brought this up to me, I don't know, two, three months ago. He's like, dude, we have to start training these guys. You know, Jared's a late 40, maybe 50-year-old dude. And it's hard because when you get in your 40s, your your elbow's down, you're organizing stuff, and you're you're not really thinking about that. But when you start getting into your 50s, you start thinking about, dude, I need to start letting some of this out. Yeah. yeah. I need to release this onto these guys. And if any, my, if any young folk today can understand that, when they're around that guy that's 50 to 60 years old dude you better grab everything you can out of that yeah because you can be the smartest guy you want to be when you're 20 or you might have a smart guy at a superintendent at 30 that 30 year old does not have the experience yeah they just don't and it's so funny because i've done a full circle on this not a 180 but a 360 (laughs) um i when i when i was young when i was Patton's age 23 i knew everything I was like, this industry's old and stale. We need fresh ideas. We need all these good things. And it does. Don't get me wrong. It does. Yeah. Dude, it needs more than fresh ideas and young people. It needs the old guys to pass on some heritage and some knowledge and some skills. Yes. It just does. And there are talented kids that grew up on dirt bikes that can sling dirt. There are. There are. We've had them, right? They can, they can outload some of these old guys. But what do they do when their bench backs up into a corner? Mm-hmm. If that's a that, is, is that an is, is that an ice cream truck ringtone? <laughs> <laughs> it's ice cream time. Yeah, I mean that's seriously. It, um, you know how these young folks plan three and four steps ahead? Yeah, is non-existent. Right. They they load the heck out of the truck, or they push with a dozer. And they may they may be balls out, right? They they grew up on dirt bikes or whatever. They are not planning ahead. Yeah. And if you are, you're one of the rare ones, but you're one of the ones that probably doesn't have much patience either, because you think you're entitled to being the superintendent at 24 <laughs> years old. Exactly. And you and you should estimate your own jobs and rent your own equipment. All these things, right? Right. I my favorite thing is, and this is this is the great part about being in America. If you think you're so awesome at it, and I don't say this in a spiteful way, I really believe this. If you think you're so good at it, you should go do it 
yourself as your own business. Absolutely. And by right. the way, we've had people do that. We have had people. And yeah. be successful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. it because it's so hard. Your son is doing it, right? He, yeah. he's, he's one of these guys. He's like, no, I can. And I've never met him. Right. But I'm assuming. He's like, no, I can figure out how to estimate and I'll rent my gear or buy my gear and I'm going to go do a project, right? Like, you know, Cody, uh, Cody, yeah, yeah. Cody's doing the same thing. Um, it is so hard to do it. It's not easy. It is hard to do it. Yeah. So it's it's not easy. I've owned a couple of business, small businesses. It's just not easy. And I got a lot of respect for anybody who's done it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's decisions after decisions, and they're not easy decisions. Okay, it's easy the the moving of the dirt. It, there's an art to it. Don't get me wrong, but there's harder decisions to make as a owner. <laughs> I can go make decisions all day long for King because they ain't shit coming out of my pocket. <laughs> now, as an owner, you might make a d- different decision. With that being said, I'm just kidding about that. Yeah, obviously, right? <laughs> no, we're gonna have a talk after. Yeah. <laughs> When I when when I worked as a foreman, I treated every move as if it was my yeah. pocketbook. Yeah. yeah. And when you get into superintendent, project managers, engineers, I can't stress enough. Look at that job as if it's your pocketbook. Mm-hmm. It will do you wonders. You will make make decisions as if it was coming out of your pocket. Yeah. And it's funny because, uh, and I, you know, I think we have been guilty of this in the past in, in, in certain years, but the owners know, or I, I should say the, the owners have people that tell them which guys are like that and which guys aren't. Yeah. Oh, when a pickup yeah. truck shows up after a job, shows back up at the office or the shop, People know. I see the truck, right? I'm right. going to go down. Hey, how did this equipment look when it came off this job? Right. Did it look like they took care of it like it was their own? Exactly. Or did they not? Because yeah. I know the guy in charge, and when it becomes bonus time, forget your KPIs and all these things, maybe your job killed it, but if you trash the equipment and half your guys didn't have good things to say about you and you didn't lead with integrity, all you know, all these little things, that stuff has a weird way of getting back to people. You know, I, I, I said this the other night. Um, you can only be a bad human for so long before you get kind of figured out. Right. You can hide for a couple of years and, and uh, you know, you can be the top producing project or the number one guy, number one operator. But if you're just not a good dude, you can't hide from that. That's going to come back. It'll always haunt you. Yeah. Yeah. So... I've loved it. Uh, it's been an hour. Yeah, um, already. It was a fun hour. Is there anything you would leave our listeners with? Again, these people are, we've got older folks, obviously. Yeah, but, but I would the, say average age is young the, 30s. Yeah, the demographic yeah. trends lower. Is there anything you'd leave people with? Or maybe we're just talking about Patton. Uh, we could just talk to Patton. <laughs> is there anything, <laughs> any advice you've got? Or I'll even make it more personal. Your son, like what? Anything you can leave us with, if we don't get you back on here for another year, anything you want to leave the audience with? I would say the biggest thing for anybody in the business is a couple of things. Number one, learn from your mistakes. Mm. Learn from your mistakes. You're going to make them. I make them today. I'm 58 years old. I make mistakes. Second thing is, we're all proud. Don't let pride get in your way of success. Yeah, that's pride is ego, right? Yeah, yeah. It's that's probably the hardest one, dude. I was the guy that I was on the I was on the varsity squad when I was a freshman. Okay. Which sport? Water polo? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's croquet. <laughs> or Basketball, yeah. football. I was I started homecoming when when I was a oh. sophomore. I mean, I was the dude that I got a lot of pride, right? It took me till I was in my 40s to learn that. Dude, maybe you ought to set that pride away. Yeah. Set it aside. Let that ego go. Uh, yeah. It will help you. It will make you money. Let me yeah. just tell you, it will make you money oh. once you learn that. So Pride's true. not a bad thing, but it can be. Yeah, so true. I'd, I would much rather have a guy, and I'm the guy that 
you know, a lot of times when we're looking at salaries, you know, at, at the end of a season or whatever, if there's a guy that Blaine Larson walks up and says, this is a good dude and he is a servant leader, he's building his team up, not, not cutting his people down, I'll give the guy extra money just for that. Honestly, like those are the people that, because I, the reason why that is, it's not just to give out money. I think those guys get more uh, done, more success over a long period of time yeah. being that way. Oh, yeah. Than they are ruling with an iron fist yeah. and making it difficult on people. So true. I've been here less than a year and I've had some guys along the way and I'm like, Keaton, this dude here. He says, you know what? You believe that? That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, so it, 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 it's truthful. So. Well, there's a lot of good advice in your comments. Um, I I can't wait to see an arm wrestle between David and Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> Patton, gets, Patton, you get to use both arms. So, um, Patton cheated everybody. He, he uh, gave me a couple beers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One more than that. Right. No, I, I've, I've enjoyed the heck out of it. And uh, like I said, I think you bring a lot of value, especially if we can extract some of your experience out of your brain and get it into the hands of young people. And even if it's not people in our company, you know, through this podcast, if in, if if one person takes what you've said to heart. Yeah. Not just tomorrow, not just for next week, but like really practices it. Yeah, patience. Our ice cream trucks back again. Yeah, <laughs> dang it. I uh, I think I think they'll be so much better off in the long term for their career. For sure, so. for sure. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's all good stuff. I there's a lot of experience. I again, few things that I want that you would like me to leave is the Scott fans, the Dana Nelsons, the. The Jared Bakers, the the Cade Smiths, the, all these guys, they've been in the business a long time. Learn from them. Yeah, yeah. Learn from them. Let them let them help you. Yeah. Don't don't throw it away, because they want to. They they get it. They're 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 in their fifties. They're on the downhill slide, and they're ready to give it out. You take whatever you can get. It will it will help you. Awesome. Love it. Anything from you guys? No, I'm good. Thank you, Blaine. That's awesome. Oh, Thanks. it was fun. It's been fun. I I enjoy I enjoy this. I enjoy people and that's one of the better things I do like about my job. I like people and, and I see a new flavor every day and, and I enjoy that. Good. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining. Yep. Cheer, Appreciate you guys. Thank you. This is Turner Mining Live. This is Turner Mining Live. <laughs> <laughs> this is Turner Mining Live. <laughs>